Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about season two of a sports docuseries that I fell in love with last year. Coming in season two is Welcome to Wrexham came out this year 2023 just finished the season completed the season each episode was released weekly so I tend to wait until I can just binge the full season uh, this is created starring uh, superstars Ryan Reynolds Rob McElhenney as well as Wrexham AFC club the people of Wrexham uh, this docuseries chronicles the purchase and stewardship of Wrexham AFC, one of professional football's oldest clubs, by the two Hollywood actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney. The first season was them trying to purchase the team, trying to convince the town to let them purchase the team, and their ultimate goal is to get the club promoted in the league uh, as very similar in some ways to Ted Lasso. Uh, and I was a huge fan of season one of Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, it has a lot of similarities to Ted Lasso, as I said, which is a show that I love. Uh, so I was excited to see that this show was not only picked up for a second season, but uh, it looks like they're going to be making a third season as well. And just like the first season of Welcome to Wrexham, season two did not disappoint. Uh, despite my love for this docuseries, despite my love for Ted Lasso, I still have little to no desire to actually watch professional football, soccer, whatever you want to, football. Uh, but I do love these series. I, you know, sports, movies, documentaries in general, I'm a sucker for. I enjoy it. Uh, so I was excited to watch this season and uh, enjoyed this season. And I'm excited to see season three to see where it goes in the third season. But this docuseries, uh, you know, it's f f about far more than just a couple Hollywood actors buying a football club. Uh, this is a story about the players of the team. The families of those players, this is a story about the town of Wrexham and the people of Wrexham, the club, which has a long history that is intertwined with the city. And this season becomes about even more uh, than just those things. After the, the success of the season of season one, the team, not only the team, and the town, but the other people that were featured in season one are now uh, superstars in some ways. Like, there are fans internationally of not only the team, 
but of the people of Wrexham that were featured in season one, which I didn't even think about. But it's amazing to see because I think when season one started, it was like COVID. So it was probably the lowest point in the history of that football club and of that town. And to see, despite the fact end of season one, they failed to get promoted. But they were they had good momentum leading to the end of last season. Uh, so I was ex- I was glad they got a second season. See where they can go with that momentum they had built up. Um, getting key players, uh, improving the stadium itself. And now with the start of season two to see that everybody in the town are like now their characters because of this this series and this team has supporters globally, which is amazing. It's amazing. And uh, despite the show being very different from Ted Lasso uh, in a lot of ways, I mean, they're very similar in a lot of ways but very different there's even a moment in ted lasso where they reference ryan reynolds and uh mcelhenny uh who had just bought wrexham afc uh so you know uh, a a fictional show that was aware of the reality going on and you know kind of interesting that these two things kind of uh got released almost in parallel ted lasso came out a little bit before that but one thing, aside from soccer or football, that these two shows have in common is that both of these shows tug at my heartstrings uh, in a way that I love. Because, you know, both shows are stories that feature people who put love into the world. You know, from whether it's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney trying to do what's right for the town and for the people to the individual stories within this show of people struggling in life as life is known to make people struggle but people trying to do their best to do the right thing and to be a positive influence on the people around them all of those things just tug at my heartstrings you know and we get to know these characters these players these people that live there and this this team this atmosphere this town in this season it's also great we get introduced to the women's team which is something that at the very end of ted lasso they kind of you know there's a a slight reference that maybe that will be the spinoff for ted lasso is a woman's team but I love that the women's team of Wrexham is featured in this season. Uh, so not only do we learn more about Wrexham and its historical ties, but not only do we get to learn more about the players and their families and the residents of Wrexham, but we start to follow the growth and success of this women's team. And the season's also great because there's a second team in their league who is also fighting to get promoted, right? It's not just Wrexham on this massive run where they're just blowing everybody away, which they do very well in this season. 
but there's another team that's they are kind of constantly in battle with like there's it's Wrexham and this other team that are neck and neck throughout the whole season so it really comes down to the final games to see if Wrexham gets promoted to see if this other team gets promoted but we also get to see if the women's team see how they end the season and see how much history is made there's a lot of history made in this season too uh which was great I absolutely love this season I do want it to I love the show I love the season of the show um and I'm really excited to see where they go in the third season but I do want to talk about specifics of season two so I will be talking spoilers so if you don't want to hear the specifics of what happens in season two now is your warning uh but it's a great show it's on fx and hulu um full season both seasons are available to binge if you want uh but i do want to talk about specific aspects of the show uh specific episodes so spoiler warning from here on out and to start off <laughs> there were spoilers for real life because you know this is a docu-series and it's a docu-series that i had reviewed the first season for it's a docu-series that the algorithms of social media know that i am interested in this show so when the true life history of what actually happens to the team that we don't find out until the end of the season we find out that they succeeded so i already knew that there was a victory but i didn't know all the other things i didn't know about this other team i wasn't aware of the female team and i didn't look into the specifics of how they win how they won uh but i saw a picture with them holding the trophy up and it's like or just end a headline saying that you know Wrexham gets promoted so kind of a bummer because i hate spoilers i hate spoilers for movies which is pretty easy to avoid movie spoilers for the most part i don't watch trailers i you know it's i if i see a picture or a headline that's in reference to a movie i avoid it especially if it's something that i'm already excited to see like i don't need marketing materials to get me to go see a movie i'm already going to be watching so uh but yeah kind of a bummer that this second season was spoiled it didn't really ruin the season though aside from the fact that the drama leading up to will they or won't they i knew they would although there was a little bit of a doubt thinking like well maybe i was maybe that was some other big game that you know maybe they didn't actually do it maybe it was something else that like i i second guessing what i thought i had seen months ago but uh yeah so kind of a bummer that spoiled in some ways um but one of the aspects of the show is the stadium right there's all these different characters the stadium itself is kind of a character kind of dilapidated big issue with trying to replace the pitch last season uh in season two they're trying to rebuild this part of the stadium that was for standing uh, it's like a space for people to stand and watch the game. 
but it's a space that will allow them to sell more tickets, which they need to sell more tickets. Like trying to make this team uh, financially viable is one of the big hurdles, one of the big goals that they want. Along from, uh, in addition to just trying to get the team promoted, uh, get the team doing well, which in turn helps the city and the town of Wrexham as well. But a big thing, that them trying to get this government funding to help pay for it uh, and being denied for political reasons. And this is, of course, back when the UK had more of a Trump-like uh, leader at the time. Um, but they need to stay, af- stay afloat somehow financially. And it seems like they're doing a lot of things, you know, Ryan Reynolds integrating his different brands they seem to be getting sponsorships so i don't know how how wide that chasm is but uh you know wanting to rebuild that aspect of the stadium and also adding in the giant wheels from the mines which is a piece of the history of this team piece of the history of this town that was a mining town there were people that switched their shifts to watch a game and on that day, when all these people switched their ships so they could watch the watch the game, there was a collapse in the mine, explosion in the mine, and a bunch of people died, which is a crazy episode. So you have the stadium, the things they're doing with the stadium. You have the players, obviously. You have their all-star Mullen. We get to know him a little bit more. We get to know a little bit more about his son, who we find out is autistic. And there's one of the supporters of the team is this girl who's also autistic. And they form a bond. Like, she gives him uh, these things, these, like, fidget toys that she used to use. She doesn't use anymore. And these other things that she thinks that uh, Moland's son would would like to use. It's very, like, like this very heartwarming bond these two have. And they were the parents of this girl were saying how she, you know, she, they've never gotten a hug from her, like no physical contact. And there's a moment where Mullen gets a hug from her, which is like, it's not played up in any way, but was noticeable by me and paying attention and hearing not that long before we see this hug that her parents were saying that, you know, they've never gotten a hug from her. So super heartwarming moment uh finding out more about one of their superstars uh, of course the people of Wrexham are a big part of the show uh we get to learn a little bit more about the announcer who lives in Wrexham um who's also a teacher i believe let's take a short break from this episode hey loyal listeners of the ray taylor show you know it's one thing to tune in and engage with the content that i passionately create for you But what if I told you there's a way to wear your fandom? Introducing our exclusive line of merchandise inspired directly by the vibes and visuals of this very podcast. From stylish t-shirts that'll make you stand out in the crowd to our eco-friendly biodegradable phone cases adorned with artwork inspired by the show. You can now carry a piece of the Ray Taylor show wherever you go. Whether you're looking to make a fashion statement, protect your phone with some flair, or simply to show off your love for the show. Our merchandise has got you covered. Ready to rock our gear? 
head on over to inspireddisorder.com and get yours today. Wear the show, be the vibe. Now let's get back to the show. Uh, we get to hear, like I said, the mine, the tragedy that happened with the mine. We get the two from season one in season two. These two old ladies that we see discussing the team over tea. Amazing. I love them. Uh, and hearing their breakdowns and, and seeing them get stressed out uh, as, you know, the the season and their ability to get promoted is in question throughout this this season especially with this other team that they're battling against we also of course the owners ryan reynolds we get a little bit more of his backstory with his dad and uh just his family dynamics growing up uh as we got a little bit of McElhenney's in season one we get a little bit more of ryan reynolds in season two uh, and we get the, uh, at one point, McElhenney gets the whole It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia crew to show up to a game. And, of course, he's nervous because, like, he wants his team to do good. And he, and his friends from the show want to see this team do good. Like, they're stressed out that their friend has sunk so much money and energy into this thing. And they're, like, worried for him. Which, that's a show that I never really got into. But from everything I've seen, that group of people is like a family. Like, they are, you know, they are a family for sure. I think they do a podcast together as well. But, uh, so, cool to see that that moment as well. The themes of the show overall, obviously, sports documentaries. So, we have the all of the sports movie kind of tropes but also you know the show's about family the show's about teamwork overcoming obstacles rising to the occasion you know seeing things come together uh you know not letting things get out of control or out of hand because of small mistakes which has a lot to do with the team which of course the team is a big part of this at one point going on a winning streak uh shooting to number one in the league pretty quick but nipping out their heels is not county who is also on a run and of course you have within the team you have issues with the goalie one of their goalies got injured a bunch last season and is finally coming back but isn't able to come back so like the guy that's filling in ends up who's only supposed to be a backup and has been doing good because they are worried the team Wrexham is worried and really making sure that they have backups prepared they bring this other goalie in who's fresh off retirement to come in and be their head goalie so their backup guy can continue being the backup instead of doing all these things who is also an older guy and i love the bond that those two guys have those goalies have because they're both like they both have podcasts this guy that's coming out of retirement has like a big youtube channel uh so like just seeing their bond and just seeing like the lack of ego that these two guys have and willingness to 
give up their spot when they know it's best for the team and wanting to do good for the team and for the town it's amazing uh and also the women's team that we get introduced to in this season is great getting to know some of those players getting to see like the fields that they're playing on and seeing the opportunities that they're given throughout this season is great and of course we get uh, a little bit more of the band from season one they're back with another song they have a, a sean mullen song sean mullen uh mullen song which is great and of course their song from season one blew up uh paul mullen is the song that they're making uh which is great uh you have the Wrexham beer company uh was at one point at the same level of like guinness so we're seeing like these other industries that were able to be popular because the team was popular at one point. So we're seeing as the popularity of this new Wrexham team and the success of this new Wrexham team is going to be able to open up doors to other industries that used to be able to thrive in this town. Like seeing that this is the success of this Wrexham team isn't just it like affects everything they are the tide that is lifting all ships of Wrexham but some specific episodes I loved episode four you have the manager of the team <laughs> this is a, a funny episode the manager of the team is trying to go on holiday right he's been working non-stop he wasn't even supposed to be there permanently but they they brought him in, and from the moment he goes on holiday, every day there there's a new fire that he needs to put out. Some new thing that either Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney are doing, just playing around, making jokes on each other, or just other aspects of the, the team falling apart, right? You have this blimp that McElhenney gets to make fun of ryan reynolds on his birthday you have mullen writing fuck the tories on his shoe this shoe protest thing uh that was inadvertently tied to the team itself instead of just being a personal protest the the actors they get to reenact not only owner and his wife on vacation but the fact that they used i think they used uh McElhenney's children I'm not sure uh but the two young boys that they used to reenact Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney is also hilarious uh the moment where with the the uh shoe protest thing the moment where they find out that Ryan Reynolds liked the photo on social media just like they're already stressed out at the fact that he took the picture the background of the picture was the stadium making it seem like it's some kind of uh statement that the team itself approves of and then to see one of the owners of the team liking the photo only more so ties them together as that being a personal statement but hilarious moment uh 
I do love that they get the win, which is great. Uh, and we get to see kind of actual pictures from <laughs> like a great thing when you see a movie based on true events is at the end of the movie when you see pictures of the actual people involved in the actual event and seeing how the casting, how different actors look like people that were part of this story. Uh, and when we get to see pictures uh, from Sean's actual holiday, and you get to see what Sean and his wife look like, which are a sweet, you know, older lady and couple, compared to the actor who was playing and was clearly like an older bald guy, but clearly on HGH. Like he's clearly taking stuff and works out, but clearly taking stuff. And he's got a, a very young wife in the reenactments. Hilarious, hilarious. But I love seeing the actual pictures. Uh, episode five is all about being the first loser, you know, b coming in second place. Uh, you, you hear about all of Rob's teams coming in second uh ryan talking about how many of his movies came in second on opening weekend because nobody talks about what came in second it's always about what was the movie that had the big opening weekend nobody cares about the movie that had the second biggest opening weekend same thing with teams nobody cares about who came in second it's all about who comes in first so i love that they tie it in with Susan Lucci, which is crazy. She's a, a soap opera actress who was nominated like 20 times for daytime Emmys and had never won. It was like this most the most ridiculous kind of running gag. And I only know that because growing up didn't have cable. And when you're home, you, soap operas are on. And it was all my children was the soap opera my mom watched, so I ended up watching it. And and she was on all my children, Susan Lucci. So kind of crazy that she she was kind of the second uh, second winner or second loser. Um. And had seemingly had never won. Apparently, she finally did win. Uh, but I do love they did make a comparison between actors and athletes. Which I would say you could make connections and comparisons between almost every art form and athletics. Uh, this kind of endeavor that's there's no guarantee. Um, uh, you have this team called the Dorking Wanderers. I don't know if I typed that down right. But they did have a weird name. But it's this team who is this amateur team that has been promoted like every two years they keep getting promoted. And it's just like this this like weekend warrior team that just keeps winning and ends up getting promoted over and over again every couple years, which is great. You know, kind of like if you persist, crazy things can happen. Then it shows Susan Lucci you know constantly never gave up and kept trying to just get better at her craft she finally wins so uh and it's you know also about what Wrexham is doing to try and become a better team like not giving up 
finding ways that you can make small improvements to get better, right? Because the only way to guarantee failure is to give up. But as long as you keep trying, you, you keep tweaking things, you keep making an effort, it's always a possibility that you could find success. So I love episode five. Let's take a quick break from the show. Listeners, are you ready to take your experience with the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Dive into Inspired Disorder Plus. For just $5 a month, you unlock a world of premium content that's sure to satisfy your every entertainment and artistic craving. Imagine enjoying the Ray Taylor show completely ad-free the full week in both audio and video formats. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Get exclusive access to the live painting archive. Be the first to lay eyes on new releases from the many faces and enjoy members-only discounts and deals that'll have you coming back for more. With a treasure trove that includes a podcast back catalog, boasting 14 unique shows and over 600 episodes, personal insights through Ray Taylor's personal blog, creative writing to spark your imagination, and an interactive Ask Me Anything section. Inspired Disorder Plus is a feast for the curious mind. Ready to elevate your entertainment game? Head on over to inspireddisorder.com plus and become a member of an exclusive club. Dive in, indulge, and inspire your senses. Now let's get back to the show. Episode 6 uh, focuses on the women's team. Uh, you know, focus on one of the players who works at a prison. Uh, and sh- Rosie, she's the n- number one scorer on the team. Uh which, you know, reminded me of the end of Ted Lasso where they hint at a possible women's team that could be like a spinoff for that show, right? And this women's team in Wrexham, they all have actual jobs, right? They're not getting paid enough for this to be their full-time thing. Uh, But the women's team in Wrexham was hugely popular during World War II, obviously, similar to uh, a league of their own, how women's baseball leagues popped up and were popular in the u.s during world war ii because all the men were off fighting uh and then after the war they banned females from playing sports until the 70s uh so now there's kind of a resurgence in that especially considering like one of the most dominant sports teams in the united states is the women's soccer team uh, but because it's the women's soccer team, nobody gives a shit. Uh, and it's a team that lost regulation, uh, relegation initially. So, I don't know. I, I, great to get introduced to this new team and that the, the show itself is starting to follow these this woman's team as well is great. And it's not just some kind of one-off of like oh by the way there's this women's team but now we're gonna follow them as well episode seven giant killers it's all about the fa cup which is interesting another aspect of football that uh i didn't know about where anybody who has an organized team can compete in this in this cup and 
there were times in the history of Wrexham where they beat Arsenal. Uh, they, they, you know, show clips from that where they beat them 2-1 back in the day. And then in the more modern day, they end up beating Covington City 4-3, which is a, another big-time uh, team. Um, but then they get a draw against Sheffield United, which is like an even bigger team, uh, and they end up losing in the rematch. But the fact that they were able to compete with these top-tier teams, compete against these teams where the players are making hundreds of millions of dollars and the guys in Wrexham aren't making that much. You know, they're able to survive, but they're they're not making millions of dollars yet. That's like as they get bigger and get into the better leagues, then they can start making more money. So it's great. It's an awesome moment. Right? And then it starts to become really about the team's success uh end of episode eight uh where they they're all chipping in to clear the snow off of the pitch it was great to see seeing the women's team seeing staff seeing fans of the 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 team all working together to clear the snow off the pitch was great then, of course, you have the goalie gets injured immediately after returning. This guy that's been out, never had injuries, all of a sudden gets a bunch of injuries and has to go out, and he's out. They get this backup, this retired guy, but that, you know, was elite in his time, who started in Wrexham, so comes back because he want, w- wants to finish his career trying to get this team that, gave him opportunities in his career wouldn't he wouldn't have had his career if Wrexham didn't wasn't there at the beginning so it's kind of him trying to repay Wrexham for allowing him to have this career working for like peanuts but just to say that he helped this team in this town that was there at the beginning of his career uh and he does his own YouTube show, uh, showing behind-the-scenes stuff. He has a GoPro that he sets up in the back of the goal to like just show a unique perspective while he's playing. You have episode ten discussing the mining disaster of nineteen, I think nineteen thirty-four or something like that. Two hundred and sixty people died, never paid. Like just an episode that really shows how cold-blooded and horrible corporations are where like the minute those people were dead the company clocked them out and not only did they clock them out at the moment of their death but none of all they all had their pay they were paid up front so when they died in the mines their money disappeared with them and the families were never compensated for what happened and of course the mine itself being unsafe like just so many that's what happens when you have no we're in a time where there's no government regulations of businesses in a time where there's no protections for workers 
and it's something that like right wing people want to bring America back to deregulation unsafe work environment they want corporations to be able to get away with the things that they used to get away with in the early 1900s not even not only in the UK I don't know about the UK but 100% in the United States trying to roll back child labor laws time to deregulate things literally poisoning water in towns so people can't even drink on like equipment not kept up to date causing fires burning states down so it's tragic to see these 260 people who switched their shifts that took their friends shifts so they could go watch the game so at the beginning of every game they do a, a prayer for those those people that sacrificed their lives so their friends could go see a soccer game crazy episode 11 uh women's team uh getting to play at the race course for the first time instead of like this normal like park type of a field they get to play in an actual stadium and it's their game they're trying to end the season undefeated which has never happened before um and not only do they end up winning undefeated which is great but they also have to play a uh, playoff which is ridiculous but they won the playoff and and got promoted so it's going to be interesting to see in season three not only the success and where the men's team goes but also now that we're following the women's team it'll be interesting to see their growth and success as well uh episode 12 they finally f play against their rival uh it comes down to a penalty kick that's ended up being blocked uh amazing S so good episode 12 uh episode 15 uh kind of the town crying for the team highlights of the opposition uh as they beat them or after they beat them uh, so we get to see more of the nodding, nodding ham, nodding, nodding church. I forget what the nodding team is, uh, but we see a little bit. The, the docuseries kind of keeps up with them as well. Um, but you're seeing all the people of Wrexham just like breaking down because like what they've wanted for so long is right there. Like they are so close to getting promoted and the success that they've had so far showing like there's so many episodes where they're showing like how many people are traveling to go to away games and stuff like that how much support they have when they're at away games is just ridiculous and then they actually win huge parade so emotional i was crying at the end you also find out that knots got promoted as well which was actually kind of great this team that in many ways forced Wrexham to fight for their promotion, they end up getting promoted as well. Which not only excited to see the growth and success of the women's team, not only excited to see the growth and success of Wrexham, 
but excited to see this rivalry that Wrexham will have with this other team that also got promoted. That's they didn't just leave back in their previous league. Now they have in in addition to all of the other teams that are part of this new league that they are going to be promoted to, they have their old rivals there competing against them, which I think is great. Right? I, I love that they were able to get promoted too. Um I love that they started following the women's team. Uh, it's also cool to learn more about the people of Wrexham and the team. Obviously, the mining tragedy being a big part of who that team was, who Wrexham was, uh, as far as industries that used to be there. And I love seeing how the success of the team is bleeding into the success of the town as well. It's it's just it's so fun to watch. I, I love the show. I'm excited for season three. Um, yeah, so good. But I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I do hope you enjoyed my thoughts on season two of Welcome to Wrexham. Don't forget to tune in on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder, where every episode is available in video form. Until next time, enjoy the show. Subscribe to The Ray Taylor Show on YouTube and everywhere podcasts are found. Binge the full week ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Purchase Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.